Amen. And I want to I want to preach to you what God's laid upon my heart. Amen. If you got your Bible, open them to Matthew the twentieth chapter, and I'm going to begin reading in the first verse. Amen. I'm thankful for all these musicians and singers. We, the Lord has blessed this church. Amen. When Sister Alicia sitting on the front row doing nothing but clapping her hands, we're we're a blessed people. Amen. So thankful for that. Praise God. It's good to have our other FedEx man here tonight, Chris. Amen. God. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Our new FedEx man. Praise God. God's good to us. Matthew 20 and 1. The Bible said, For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed, everybody say he agreed. When he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour, three hours later, and saw other people standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle. Saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? And they say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. Amen. I would say you were probably being lazy as the reason you didn't get hired. Amen. Praise God. Don't get me started on idleness. Praise God. I'll get distracted and not preach what I'm supposed to preach. No man has hired us, he saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard. And whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, Call the laborers, give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which hath borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didn't we have an agreement? <laughs> Did not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that thine is and go thy way. I will give unto this last even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? Amen. I want to preach a little while from this title. He just keeps calling. Amen. He keeps calling. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands and your voices to the Lord. Amen. All across this house, will you help me pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let miracles come into this place tonight, God. Oh, I pray that you would help every person, God. You would strengthen people. Hallelujah. That you would mold us and shape us. Come on, if it's appropriate, why don't you join with somebody? Amen. Why don't we have a moment of prayer in this house? Amen. I want God to minister unto people in this place. I want God to help people in this place.
Come on, hold on to what you're feeling for one moment, church. Hallelujah, you've been good to us, God. You've helped us, Lord. You strengthen your people, God, every day. Hallelujah. Now can you put your hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. I want to preach. Everybody say, he just keeps calling. I want you to notice in the very beginning of this parable that the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a place. It's like a man, amen, that has a place where he hires people to labor for him or to work for him, and they are rewarded according unto their works. Everybody say, unto their works. Amen. The kingdom of God is a place where you enter into and you begin to, everybody say, work. Praise God. Everybody say work. work. Amen. A lot of people are wondering, what can the kingdom of God do for me? And the kingdom of God is wondering, what are you going to do for it? Well, hallelujah. Praise God. The kingdom of God has never been described as a welfare program. I said it's not a welfare program. Uh, it's somewhere where you put something in and you get something back. Uh, and the more you put in, the more you get back. Uh, and the more you pray, the more prayers get answered. Uh, and the more you repent, the more Jesus you feel. Uh, and the more you praise, uh, the more presence comes in. Hallelujah. Amen. This living for God is definitely not socialism. We'd all have the same amount of anointing, same amount of feeling. Same amount of zeal, it ain't like that. Amen, you, you got to get under the load. I said you got to get under the load. If you want to be right in the kingdom of God, you got to do something. Woo. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's no freebies. Amen. I said there's no freebies in the kingdom of God. Uh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. People get hung up on the free gift of God. and They get hung up on the mercy of God. Let me tell you, before you can get the free gift of God called the Holy Ghost, uh, there's something you got to do. Amen. There's some things you got to shed out of your life. There's some things you got to put on the altar. There's some bitterness you got to get rid of. There may be some apologies you got to make. There may be some things you got to go back and correct. There may be some things you got to throw out the window. Hallelujah. Amen. It's, amen. it's a chore sometimes. Getting right with God. Some people say it's a walk in the park. Well, that ain't how the Bible describes it. The Bible describes it like a sacrifice. Amen. Amen. If you can envision uh, the priest taking a sacrifice and cutting its neck and putting it up on the altar and it giving it all. It tells what to do with the outside. It, it tells what to do with the inside. 
Oh, I'm going to preach a little while. Amen. There's, there's a cleaning that happens on the inside on that altar. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Change me, Lord. Amen. If I got an outside problem, fix my outside problem. If I got an inside problem, I give you permission to work on my inside problem. Whatever it takes, God, I want to be right. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord together. Amen. It's, everybody say it's work. Man, the kingdom of God, there's natural things that need to be done and there's spiritual things that need to be done. Amen. The building needs to be cleaned. Praise God. Thank the Lord for people that clean the church house. Hey, I really thank God for people that clean the church. Amen. Feel it. Brother Philip came to me with a problem here a while back. Big problem. He's like, man, it looks like somebody has stuffed a whole roll of toilet paper into the bath, the toilet. I tell you what, if I ever find out who does that, I'm going to skin them alive. But anyway, I said, man, I don't know what to do about that. But I know I pastor here and I got a little bit of wisdom. I don't know if I got enough wisdom to find somebody to do that for us. Because I can't do that. It wasn't long. He come and he said, Sister Dolores bailed us out. God bless Sister Dolores. Amen. Praise God. Man, somebody's got to mow the grass and, amen, fix things in that, the building. Somebody's got to work on stuff when it gets broken. Amen. The kingdom of God is full of work. I said it's full of work. Somebody's got to come and practice. And somebody's got to plug in batteries so these microphones work. And somebody's got to go get waters because y'all are always drinking all the waters. They disappear up here somehow. I don't know. Amen. Maybe it's high octane church. There's a lot of stuff that's got to be done. I mean, just... The kingdom of God is, you shouldn't be scared to get your hands dirty. I thank God for people that cook meals. And Lord willing, next Monday night, somebody's going to cook a meal for prayer meeting. We're going to eat and then we're going to come pray. And amen. And somebody's going to cook it. And I just know I got faith right now. Somebody's going to clean up. Somebody's going to take the trash out. It's all going to be good. Praise God. Amen. Well, that's good preaching right here. Amen. There's a lot of stuff in the natural that's got to take place in the kingdom of God. Then there's a lot of spiritual things that's got to happen in the kingdom of God. Amen. It's a workplace. Everybody say it's a workplace. Somebody's got to learn how to pray and get under the load. Hey, if we're going to run the devil out of town, somebody's got to get underneath an altar and say, I'm going to pray until it breaks. Amen. 
Hey, hey, from the bottom of my heart, as the pastor of this church, I thank you for every prayer that you pray in this house. I thank you for every prayer you pray at your house, for the prayers in your car. I thank you. You know what you're doing? You're helping us get new territory. Uh, You're helping us be overcomers. Uh, You're helping your brother. You're helping your children. You're helping your husband, your wife. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to this house for 52 nights in a row. Is there anybody that came all 52 nights? Ain't this beautiful? Look at that. Anybody came about 50 or so? Praise God. About 45 or so. About half at least. If you came at least half, raise your hand. Praise God. It can't be less half than there was at 45. Amen. We'll go to the next subject. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for praying. Thank you for getting the burden to pray. You know what you're doing? You're changing the culture of this city. When the people will come together and they'll start praying, you know what you're doing? You're saying, I believe the God I'm serving is bigger than the, the God that's been in this city for a hundred years. The little God. The little devil that's been destroying and turning people into drug addicts and making them sell their bodies. Hey, I'm talking about the little G of this world. When you pray, you're saying, my God is more than enough. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for thank you for praying. Somebody's got to pray. Everybody's got to pray. The person that prays is the MVP if you want to know. The person that prays and gets breakthroughs You may not be able to sing. You may not be able to preach. I don't give a rip if you can't do any of that. That's. But if you can pray, you're my MVP. If you know how to touch God and get a breakthrough in the spirit, you're the MVP of this church. You don't get any more valuable. Then somebody that knows how to touch God. Amen. Somebody's got to learn how to love people. Think about a ministry of love. Jesus said, you'll know my disciples by their love, one unto another. Shame on grouchy people. You hear me? Shame on grouchiness. Love one another. Hey, you walk around speaking to people, making them feel important and making them feel like they're a part of this church. Thank you very much. Thank you for loving people. Thank you for being kind to people. Amen. Thank you for giving people your pew. Thank you for giving them your chair. Praise God. Uh oh. Uh oh. Thank you for giving your microphone to him. 
Well, hallelujah. Hey, it's the spirit of my four and no more that don't, don't want anybody else to come. Hey, I, I, I drove past the population sign on the way into church and it said 35,900 and something. I thought, Lord, we got the smallest, dinkiest little church. Amen. I'm not going to be happy till there's 35,000 in the church. Well, take this whole world. Just give me some more Jesus. Some people don't want church growth because they don't want nobody to take their place. Amen. You don't come to church for position. You come to work in the... You're a laborer in the vineyard. Uh, amen. I said you're a laborer in the vineyard. Uh, if somebody comes and helps, it was God that set them here. Uh, the Bible said God sets the members. Uh, and when you get an attitude about a new member, you got a problem with God is what you got. Uh, amen. You ought to. Hey, when somebody new walks through the door, you ought to be shouting. You ought to be thanking God. You're, you're the God of the living. You're not the God of the dead church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody, somebody's got to win souls. Somebody's got to teach Bible studies. Starting a new group. Matter of fact, I'll announce it right now. Starting a new group called the Commissioned Group. You know what they're going to be? They're going to be Bible study teachers. Woo, hallelujah. Matter of fact, if you're teaching a Bible study right now or you'd like to teach a Bible study in the future, right after church, I want to talk to you for a few minutes. Amen. Matter of fact, we're starting a new Bible study next week at Sister Piper's house in the village. If you know anybody in the village, Fountain Lake, Jesseville, all that area that needs a Bible study, bring them on. Amen. We're going to go house to house. We're going to teach it wherever we can find it. Wherever there's a hunger, we're going to go. Wherever there's a thirst, that's where we're going to go. We're going to go on the poor side of town. We're going to go on the rich side of town. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Somebody's got to get a burden for souls. Amen. Everybody say it's work. It's work to do God's will. Amen. But the point of this parable tonight is that uh, God is very, very good. Praise God. If there ever was a parable that showed just how good God really is. This is the parable. Matter of fact, it shows how merciful God is. Matter of fact, God is so merciful that it makes people mad sometimes. God. Oh, I love this word. I love this word. I love you know what happened to the people that worked all day and they got a penny just like the one that worked one hour? They got mad because they only got one penny. Well, they thought well, we worked harder than they did. 
They didn't realize God was being merciful to that 11th hour one. God is so merciful that people get upset sometimes. Well, I just wish you'd just get rid of that one. They just, boy, they're just a headache. And you just got to, I don't know why. And, I, and I, I, I know what you're talking about. You think, why can't somebody get it? Why can't somebody just pray through and then start growing and start helping other people? Amen. When you get it figured out, let me know. Amen. But if they walk in and they want to pray one more time, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray with them one more time. Amen. Now, if they sit on the pew like this, you ain't got to go drag nobody out. Amen. If they don't want to pray, you ain't going to help them anyway. If they don't want to repent, you, you ain't got enough anointing to help them repent. You ain't got enough gifts of the Spirit to make them repent. But if they do want to repent, don't you sit there like a knot on a log and say, I already prayed them through three or four times. You get off the pew and you do what God would do. Hey, you can make it, my friend. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, God is merciful. He's so merciful that the people that started in early in the morning got mad because the people at the 11th hour got the same payment they got. Let me tell you something. When it comes to a merciful God, when you see God operating mercy that's not deserved, when it looks like he's going way past what he ought to have, You know what that ought to do in your spirit? It shouldn't make you mad. It ought to make you say, praise God. That's the same God I'm going to stand before someday. And if he is that merciful, keep pouring it on, God. Come on, let's love him together. Amen. Praise God. The other point of this parable is that it's never too late to get on board. Hallelujah. I said it's never too late. What are you talking about? I'm talking about God just kept on calling for them. The ones that didn't say yes at daylight, he went back three hours later. Is there anybody else wants to come to my vineyard? Three more hours, he went back again. Three more hours, he went back again. Uh, boy, I feel Jesus right now. <laughs> Woo! He's a God that just keeps on working on people. <laughs> hey, there ought to be somebody that didn't show up at daylight. Uh, or to stand to their feet and say, thank God, uh, I didn't come when he called me the first time. Uh, oh, but he kept on coming back. Uh, and thank God he did. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Amen. When you began to study this parable, it almost appears like you would be just as well off to wait until the 11th hour to start working in the vineyard. It's almost at a cursory glance, just like, well, what was the point of some of them beginning at daylight and some of them not showing up until there was only one hour left in the day? Amen. But let me, if you'll just allow me for a little bit to to, uh, tell you this parable, how God dealt with me about it today. Amen. I want to help somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. The times of the day in this parable are as the years of your life. Amen. In the early morning is the beginning of your life. It is the youth. And the 11th hour, botany and life and all is set up on a 12-hour day. Basically 12 hours of daylight, 12 hours of darkness. Amen. And so the 11th hour would represent basically you're heading into the last hours of your life. And when you read this parable and you see people who began early in the morning and they worked all day long and they get one penny. And then you see others that just were idle and goofing off and living their life however they wanted to. And at the 11th hour, they uh, finally received the last call and they come in and it seemed like they get the same blessing, the same salvation, the same heaven, amen, that the person that got that began when they were just a youth, amen. And you may think, well, what is the point of uh, spending your whole life living for God, amen? And I just... And I just want to preach to you how God laid this out to me. Amen. There's a huge difference between the two because if you will begin to study this parable, you'll you'll see that the ones that started early in the morning, amen, they started out with an agreement. Everybody say an agreement. Amen. If you got on your computer and you typed in what is the definition of covenant, you know what the definition of covenant would be? It would be an agreement. Amen. And if you're just looking at it through carnal eyes, you may think, well, what's the point if I could wait to the very end of time and just go get the Holy Ghost and be saved? Let me tell you what the difference is. Amen. When you... Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about the ones that came early. They got under covenant with God. Amen. Amen. If you if you understand the difference between being in covenant and being out of covenant, you would say, I want to be in covenant with God. Uh, amen. When you read this, uh, when you read this parable three hours later, amen, he doesn't begin to make a deal with the people that came in later. How much will you work for? Uh, There's only a few more hours. What what will you work for me for the rest of the day? There was nothing like that. He said, you go work and I'll just give you what's fair. Three hours later, uh, amen, it wasn't covenant again. You know what it was? Uh, You go work for me and I'll give you what's fair. The 11th hour, you go work and I'll give you what's fair. I'm going to preach to you. 
If you live your life in covenant with God, if you want to know what the difference is, amen, it's the blessings of God or it's the curse of God. Hey, when you're in covenant with God, hey, you get the blessings of God. When you're in covenant with God, he'll order your footsteps. When you're in covenant with God, you get his promises. When you're in covenant with God, you get healing virtue. Shall I go on? When you're in covenant with God, the world gets opened up to you. And... Hallelujah. You know what I feel like preaching about? I want to preach to these young people. Hallelujah. I got a burden for young people. You know what they are? They're, they're in the dawn of their life. They're at the very beginning of their life. And if they will get in covenant with God. If you would listen to your parents, if you would listen to your pastor, let me tell you there is nothing in this world There is nothing outside of the four walls of the gospel that will do anything for you. Everything out there wants to take, 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 take. Everything in the kingdom is give, give, give. He wants to give life and life more abundant. Hallelujah. Read the parable and say, what's the difference? I'm going to preach to you there's a lot of difference. (laughs) I'm going to preach to you about people that didn't take the first chance they had, but waited a little while, and now they got baggage they can't get rid of. Come on, young people. Clap your hands to the Lord. I'm going to preach about some people that didn't take the second call and now they got regrets in their life that they'll never get rid of. Hey, I want to help somebody. And the longer they wait, To receive the call of God, the worse their life gets. And the earlier you accept the call of God, the more blessings you'll have in your life, the more joy you'll have in your life, the more peace you'll have in your life. You won't live with regrets. There ought to be some people help me right now. There ought to be some people get out of your self-righteous pew and help me right now. Come on, young people. 
Praise God. Woo! You can talk to anybody that didn't listen the first time. Anybody. Anybody. You want to talk to that didn't hear God the first time. Anybody that ran from God the first time will tell you, I wish. I wish the first time I heard it, I'd have run to that altar. I wish the first time there was an altar call, I would have repented of my sins. Hey man, well I feel like I feel like just preaching God's word. The things that I can't stand about myself happened before I came to God. The regrets in my life are because I walked out of services just like this and said I'll wait till another time. There'll always be another day, I thought. <laughs> Come on, church. Amen. Without a doubt, the things. Well, praise God. Praise God. Why don't y'all move y'all's chairs right over here where I can see y'all? All of y'all get right there in the dead center. So I ain't got to go back and forth. Man, I, I'm in the ninth hour, sixth hour, something like that. Third hour. Praise God. Hey, man, praise God. Ain't that a bunch of... Is there any more young people out there that need to come sit up here? Where you're supposed to be anyway? Well, praise God. Coming out of the woodwork now. Oh, yes. This is what my pastor always said. He said, I never regretted one prayer meeting I went to. I concur. I never regret one breakthrough that I got. I never regret one time running the aisles. I never regret one Sunday night when I just started shouting. I never regret lifting my hands one time. I ne- I've never regretted lifting my hands and praising him. Hallelujah. But where my regret comes from was the time he called me till the time I said okay. Hey, I'm going to get somebody off the fence tonight. I hope you had your last regret. I hope tonight you will say, I don't want one more regret in my life. I'm going to live for God.
nor the mindset of young people because I can almost remember what it was like to be young. And I don't know if all of them's mind worked like mine, but I was weighing things out. I'd heard them preach about hell and I sure didn't want to go there. But I sure wanted to know when it was going to happen. So I know what hour to make my decision. See, I don't care who they are. Nobody wants to go to hell. Nobody wants to spend eternity in a lake of fire. And so as a young person, I was weighing it out. Sure do like goofing off. Sure do like sneaking out and playing basketball while everybody else is in church. Well, hell, it's kind of quiet in here now. Oh, if I could get some young people in this service tonight to sign up to work in the vineyard all the days of their life. If I could get some young people Oh, to say yes, Lord, for the rest of my days. Man, but there'll be a lot of them say yes. Statistics say some of them won't say yes. I'm I'm trying to work against statistics. Amen, I'm trying to overcome statistics. Amen, I I don't want to lose one of them. Man, I, I got a burden for them for one reason, because I slipped through the cracks. Big old church, and, and that ain't, but anyway, amen, I don't want any of them to slip through the cracks. Amen, when we started that school, immediately, I think almost every child that didn't have the Holy Ghost got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just pulling them out of that environment of the world. Put them in a Holy Ghost environment. Just begin to change things in their life. Amen. But I, I want to preach. I don't, maybe I'm preaching to young people. Maybe young couples. Young. Everybody that's under 50 is young to me now. So. You bunch of young people. Amen. Praise God. To make up your mind. Not two-timing Jesus. This is what the Lord began to deal with me about. You, you're building regret every day that you're not in the vineyard. Every day that you, your mind ain't made up, you're, you're building more regrets that you're going to carry on your back the rest of your life. You may get the Holy Ghost and later on in mercy's wonderful and thank God for it. But there's some baggage you just carry with you. There's scars you can't get rid of. What I want to do is I want to change the status quo. Amen. I, I, I don't want the young people to have to go taste of the world and, and then come back. Come back uh, the first time they hear God say 
I want them to say yes, Lord. Getting to work in the vineyard. I've heard people read this parable and get confused thinking, well, why does it matter? Why does it matter if I start when I'm seven or I wait till I'm 70 to get it? If, if I get to the Holy Ghost and I get baptized in Jesus' name and get to go to heaven, why does it matter anyway? Let me just tell you a little story God brought to my mind today and I text my pastor and asked him a few details. And I, I, don't wanna, I wanna read a story to you and then you tell me if you think it makes a difference or not. It was two boys that were born into the same family. One of them was named Rubel Holmes and the other was named Joel Holmes. The younger one was named Joel Holmes. He received the Holy Ghost at five years old. I would say that was the first time God called him. He went on into the vineyard. Hey, don't bypass these young people. When they're praying, don't just walk past. You help them pray. Hey, man, God fills four-year-olds and five-year-olds with the Holy Ghost. The younger one, which just happens to be my pastor, received the Holy Ghost at five years old. He got under the covenant. He got into an agreement with God. Praise God. Thank God for covenant blessings. Woo. And he began to grow in God. He met at 19 years old. He began to pastor the church that he grew up in. He was a man of great prayer and anointing that loved people. He met and over many, many years, he impacted thousands of people in their lives. And he's loved by everybody that meets him. He's got friends all over the world. Prayed through many, many hundreds, maybe thousands of people. He met and you look and now, He's 74 years old and he has children that are stable. Children that live for God. He's got grandchildren that are stable. That live for God. That love God. That aren't strung out on drugs. Amen. That aren't tasting of the world. They're not having movie night at their house. Uh, they're separated from the world. Uh, they're in the vineyard. Uh, they're working. Uh, they got, it's in their culture. It's in their mind. It's in their being. Uh, he's 74 years old, I think, right now. And he's healthy. He's traveling the world and he's preaching. Guess what he's preaching about? You need to get a prayer life. And he's having the time of his life. But he had a brother that was born, same mom, same dad. His name was Rubel Holmes. And Rubel Holmes ran away from the vineyard for many, many years. In other words, he enjoyed being at the marketplace more than he enjoyed being in God's house. But Rubel's problem was he had a mama that prayed. Let me tell you, if you got a mama that prays, you're in trouble. If you think you can outrun mama's prayers, you ain't in trouble, you're blessed. For 50 something years, 
Rubel ran from the call. Just like the vineyard, the Lord of the vineyard goes back three hours later and three hours later and three hours later and, and he keeps on calling. But Rubel kept on running. Finally at 61 years old, I was there that day in North Little Rock when Rubel walked through the door and he had a disease in his body that was incurable. No help meat to help him. Amen. He spent his life in the marketplace and the marketplace didn't do him like the vineyard would. Come on, church, I'm gonna preach to you. And I was there that day that somebody in the 11th hour got a call and they walked through the door and walked down to an old-fashioned altar and lifted up his hands and started saying, Jesus, have mercy on me. And guess what? Jesus had mercy and the Holy Ghost fell on that man. for mercy now I'll never forget they walked him up as soon as he got the Holy Ghost they walked him up to the baptistry put him down in Jesus name he come back out of the water speaking in tongues again such a glorious occasion but the only problem was there was a sickness already in his body then just a couple years Rubel gets his one penny paycheck and goes on to meet Jesus. Thank God he's, amen, on streets of glory. We're thankful for that. Amen. But let me just take you back to the other story. Amen. What would happen if a man named Rubel at five years old would have said, yes, Lord. Getting kind of quiet in the house right now. Amen. What, what would be the difference if Rubel at five years old would have said, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. And he would have started entertaining that. And he would have started praying every day. And he would have started worshiping. And he would have started reaching people. Hey, I want to know what kind of life you want. of the Lord together. was my friend he was a great man I loved to talk to him he was intelligent a businessman he was very wealthy in this world he just he just achieved everything but his heart was just in the wrong place amen when one brother had his heart in the vineyard another one had his heart in the successes of this life 
And I cried the day that he passed away. Amen. I cried the day of his funeral. Amen. When God began to deal with me in this house today. Amen. It's different when you get a covenant on you the first time you're called. I got a message for this church. Amen. The earlier you say yes, the better off you're going to be. The longer you wait, the worse off you're going to be. Hey, you can sit on the pew and act like he ain't getting me. But one of these days, God's going to get you. One of these days. Oh, help us, God. I'm burned tonight for this church. I'm burned for our generation. Amen. I'm tired of seeing things that God could have used. Amen. Just be trampled on because they wouldn't line up like they should have. There's ministries that could have happened but they couldn't ever submit to the man of God in their life. Amen. And they got bowed up in their spirit and God just walked over the top of them and walked. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. There's people that could have been great things in our society and in the church. They never got committed. Never got committed. Amen. Help me, Jesus. I, I, I want to preach to some young married couples too. Amen. 40 and under, stand up for a second so I know who I'm preaching to. Hallelujah. Look at these beautiful young couples. Hallelujah. Thinking about Think about how impressionable your life is right now. You have no idea. You, you can't even comprehend what's going on in the vineyard. Amen. You got little ones coming up. You got little people watching you. Amen. They're listening to every word you say. They're, they're watching how you act. They're watching how, how church is either important or unimportant to you. Well, honey, you can go tonight. I'll go Sunday. I rebuke that spirit. You know what else I rebuke? Honey religion. You know what honey religion is? If honey ain't going, I ain't going either. I'm thankful my wife didn't have honey religion. Hey, man, when I was living for the devil, she was going to church. I don't care. She said, I don't care what you do. I'm going to church. I'm glad she didn't go to the world with me. Well, it's getting tired in here right now. You don't need honey religion. You need Jesus religion. Jesus is the one that saved you. He's the one that died for you. He's the one that brought you out. Man, when 
When I was a little boy, we used to sing a song. If my brother's in the way, we will stop and pick him up. If my mother's in the way, we'll stop and pick her up. Then they say, if the devil's in the way, we will run right over him. You know what I'm saying? There ain't nothing going to stop me uh, on my journey. Uh, if you, you get a made up mind in your spirit. Uh, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, let your spirit be in this place. God, touch every person in this house. Every young person. Every young family, God. Come on, help me pray for a minute, church. Oh, come on, we're going to have revival in this place. Oh, revival's going to come with a made-up mind. Hallelujah. 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 Young people, young couples, middle-aged couples, middle-aged people, young whatever, whoever. Can I just reason with you for a minute? Amen. The sitting on the fence and the inconsistencies. You're building, you're building a bag full of regrets. Inconsistency is a regret. Oh, God. I'm telling you, it's of the devil to be up one minute and down the next. If the devil can keep you on that roller coaster, you will not accomplish what God has for your life. And I heard people say, every time I start to do good, the devil just jumps on me. Who cares? Does does it really matter? Do you really think God's going to let somebody destroy you? Can I reason with somebody in this room? Do you really think the God that died for you will allow a peon devil to destroy you? Let me tell you what this Bible said. One day we will stand over the pit and look and you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked what a peon the devil is. You'll look over the pit and say, is this the one? Is this the one that confounded the world? You ought to get a vision of him right now. He ain't nothing.
Listen to me. All power comes from God. All power and principality, everything comes from God. The only power your enemy would have is what God allowed him to have. When you realize greater is he that's in me, really. It really is. Greater is he that's in me than anything that's in that world. Any devil that would come against me, greater is he that's in me. Praise God. Man, Brother Preston, stand up for one second. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When you're six foot five and somebody three foot tall bows up on you, <laughs> does it really make you fearful? You can sit down. You're scaring people. <laughs> I want you to think about this. If God, if God is living in you, if you got the Holy Ghost, the same thing that's in you said, let there be light. The same power that's in you said, I beheld Satan. I need something to throw, but I don't want to hurt nobody. Praise God. Christ in you. I'm not going to throw it at you. Amen. Christ in you. Everybody say Christ in me. When you got the Holy Ghost, you've got Christ. You've got Jesus inside of you. The same one that said, I beheld Satan as lightning falleth from the skylight. <laughs> One day, the devil messed up and he got picked up and he got thrown down. And you think... When he comes against you, that he's coming against your flesh. When he's coming against me, he ain't coming against 59190. He's coming against Jesus. Amen. When I say, get thee behind me, Satan, it ain't because I worked out today. Because I didn't. It ain't because I can bench 400. Because I can't. Reason I say, get thee behind me. It's because I got God inside of me. I've got power. Come on, let's love him right now. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say, I'm going to get committed. I'm going to get committed. I'm going to get committed. Praise God. The earlier this happens, 
better off you are. Praise God. Praise God. These boys, when I see these boys, they join up and they start praying and the Holy Ghost comes on them and they start speaking in tongues. I pray, God, if they'll just keep doing that. It's going to grow more powerful. Boys, keep doing it. Keep shouting. Girls, keep doing it. Keep on, girls. Do it every day. Don't be ashamed to pray. Amen. Don't wait for the grown-ups to start the prayer meeting. You start the prayer meeting. Sooner you get it, the more lives you're going to impact through your There's great people sit. There's so much potential sitting right here in these chairs. There's some southern world changers in here. Praise God. Amen. They ain't even got a picket fence yet. Praise God. Maybe they will someday. Praise God. World changers. You know what? I got a little Bible study. And I... And they've been, some of them got it, some of them going to get it. You know, I want, I want them to put tabs in their Bible. However they got to remember. And I want them to be able to blow people's mind. Just, uh, when I was in electrical school, they had this, this schematic of how you learn how to read the resistance of a resistor and it was the colors of the rainbow and it was they said you ain't got to remember just remember Roy G. Biv and I'll never get that out of my mind to this day red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet and I learned that in electronic school but you know what I thought if these young people would just if they could memorize these scriptures and everybody they came in contact with. From now, they got so many years. And they could just turn their world upside down. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And the younger they get it, hey, don't get out of school without getting the Holy Ghost. Get it, get it, get it, get it over again, over again, over again, over again. Amen. Many times it, in prayer meeting, I've heard, I've heard young people be the ones that get the prayer meeting going. Brother Aaron Robertson was on the second pew. He was sick one night, bad sick. And at prayer meeting, it wasn't, he, it wasn't contagious. He was fasting. You wouldn't think that. But, anyway. but he said when them, when them young boys put their arms around each other and started praying together. He said, the Holy Ghost came on me. And I felt healing in my body when them young people started praying. They may think they're not impacting. I'm telling you, when people in the beginning of their life begin to pray, it's powerful. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for young people. Let me...
Praise God. Let me switch gears for one minute. My Lord, is it really 845 already? I just got started. Let me, tell, let me ask somebody. Let me talk to somebody. That when God called you, you didn't listen. Then, come back three hours later. And he called you. You didn't listen. Three hours later, you didn't listen. And you had this pattern of just running from God. God is so merciful that it blows my mind. But as a young person, I remember sitting in services and feeling conviction so powerfully, so strong, but I didn't want to at that moment. And it was those same services that when I did get ready to live for God, the enemy brought all them services back. He began to say, I was just 27. This is how dumb the devil is. All your life, you've ran from God. He don't want you now. And he kept, you know what he was doing? He knew what God was going to do. He, he knew what was about to happen if I got committed and said yes. And he's over and over. It was just doubt, 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 doubt. You sat through too many services. You walked out too many times. It was like I could see every service. I could see myself sneaking out. Going to the car, sitting down. I could see myself. And the devil was saying, you can't. God don't want you now. Let me tell you something. God just keeps on and keeps on. When this Bible said his mercy is new every morning, you, you can't even conceive that. You, you, your brain can't even go there that God would have mercy every morning, every day, and just keep on. To the point where People don't even understand God's mercy to the point where they get mad at it. And the young man said, give me my living. And he went and strode it all and ended up in the hog pen and he comes back. The father throws a party. My son has come home. But his other son was like, what's the deal? Why would you? That's how our mind thinks. God loves so much you, you can't even fathom it. You, your flesh thinks he came from the hog pen. He done spent his money. He done it. He messed his life up. Why give him a party? This is why. Because God loves people. 
It's not his will that any would perish, but that all, all would come to repentance. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. And I've told this church this story many times, but I'm going to tell it one more time. The day that God got deep in my mind that he can save anybody was one day when I was at the prison preaching about the Holy Ghost. That's what I preach every time I stand up. I don't care what I'm preaching. I'm going to preach the Holy Ghost somewhere. And there was a man sitting on the second row on this side. I'd never seen him before, and he was shaking uncontrollably. And that's conviction happens when the word of God starts going forth. And I just preached harder. And he was just shaking. About that time I did an altar call and some of his friends came over to me. Said, will you pray for this man? I said, of course. Amen. They said, well, let me, let me tell you something. He's a Wiccan. He's a devil worshiper. When he was a boy, his daddy and mom kidnapped a little girl, hung her up, skinned her alive, and sacrificed her to the devil. That man is in jail for murder, but he wants to know, will you pray for him? I said, you better believe I'll pray for him. I had no idea what God would do. I'm just a man with a normal kind of brain. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to see what God will do. And they brought that shaking man down front. And he come right down front in front of the pulpit. I put one hand on the front of his head. My other hand on the back of his head. I began to rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. We started praying. That man started shaking a different kind of shake. He started feeling something he never felt before. He got to shaking and quaking. About that time, God delivered him of those devils. And when that devil came out, the Holy Ghost came in. And that man began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Hey, if God will do it for that man, I know he'll do it for you. Stand together with me. God allowed me to be there that night. God allowed me to put my hands on that man's head to let me know there's nobody too far gone for God to save. I stand here, amen, people facing all kinds of things in their life. Backgrounds that they wish they could get off of their back. Amen, they walked away, they sat through services, they said, my addiction will never leave. But let me just tell you what God said. Hey, I'll come back in the 11th hour if I have to. I'll come back as late as I need to. If you're willing to come to the vineyard, he's willing to call you. Amen. Put your chairs up now. Make some room. Fix and be some young people. Make some commitments. There's going to be some middle-aged people. You're going to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
then there's going to be some people that in your mind you think you have no hope. If you open your mouth, if you open your mouth, if that man would have never said, will y'all go ask that preacher if he'll pray for me. There was several hundred people there that night. It was packed out. I may or may not have ever made it over to where he was. But there was something down deep inside of that man that said, this is my opportunity. I feel anointing in this house. And this is my opportunity. You know what? I feel that same anointing tonight. Amen. Somebody you may be facing the biggest trial of your life. And it ain't no bigger than that man's trial was. Amen. You may be facing a doctor's report that you don't know what to do with. But it ain't bigger than that man's problem was. The Lord of the vineyard. He's come back one more time. I wonder if there's one more in the marketplace. The Lord of the vineyard. I wonder if there's one more tonight. They would say yes. I wonder if there's one more. They would get the idleness out of their life. And say yes Lord I'm ready to work. I'm ready to do what you call me to do. Amen. First of all. Amen. Anybody that's got needs. First of all. I want you to be the first ones. Man you need a healing of. Whatever, financial miracle, you got things against you, I don't care, whatever it is, you just need something. You need God to do something, shake something, shake somebody for you. Whatever. You come first. Healing in your body, you come. Young people, you come right up behind them. Man, if you're ready, come on to finally say yes. A lot of you have already committed, and I'm so thankful for it. There's some of them you still need to say yes. Now everybody else come behind them. God wants to touch every person in this life. Every person in this congregation. The God that owns the vineyard. The one that's got the money in his hand. The one that's got covenant in his hand. The promise keeper. The one that can fill you with his spirit. The one that can open the door that you need opened. He's the Lord of the vineyard. Ah. Come on, church, begin to cry. Come on. Come on, let Rachel weep for her children. The God of the harvest. The owner of the vineyard is here. Uh, 
Come on, everybody in the house, lift your hands and lift your voices. Close your eyes and begin to cry out to God. Oh, I love you. I say yes, God. I say yes. I say yes. Ha, 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 ha.